Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. And uh, it's a Friday, it's around 3 p.m., got out of work early, hit my hours yesterday, so today was just overtime. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's been a long one. And there's a lot going on in the comics world with the announcements from DC Comics. Uh, some surprises. Uh, I I thought there'd be more Suicide Squad type things uh, or abnormal type announcements. And uh, the only one that was sort of oddball was Creature Commandos animated series. I was already expecting something Green Lantern and something Swamp Thing and. Batman and Superman and I guess the Wonder Woman Thermoscara thing, the Young Adventures is kind of interesting. Amanda Waller was already announced. Um, but it's a lot of announcements and probably a long time before we see any of it. I would imagine the first out of the gate would be the Amanda Waller. But... It was fun looking at the video that James Gunn put together. I would recommend you check it out. See see what you like. Uh, Supergirl announcement based on Tom King's thing was, was interesting. And so was The Authority. Um, although I think the boys beat The Authority to the like magic punch for being extreme. But we'll see what they do. Um <coughs> And uh, the other thing they have to contend with, which not a lot of people have spoken about, is just people burning out on the, the genre. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Personally, I have too. Um, I don't get as excited or pumped for, for movies as much as I used to, for sure. Um, it seems like now that they're more frequent, it's I, I've been desensitized been watching a lot of other stuff outside of that on streaming I was really excited when Black Adam came because I didn't know what to expect and I liked it a lot more than I thought Wakanda Forever was kind of what I expected but it was better um, because of Namor's the guy who acted as Namor I think that's what made the movie for me <laughs> exceptional but um <clears throat> Yeah, this week a lot of Kickstarters arrived. So I told my wife I've been cutting on Kickstarters. But what she doesn't, I think, understand is she thinks I'm getting so much more, but they're really from two years or three years ago, and it just seems like thing is starting to trickle in. It, um, matter of fact, uh, I think I got like six Kickstarters in one week, and that's like crazy. Um yeah, it was a lot, a lot this week, and a lot I have to enter into the database. I have to do those manually because, because they're not sold through distribution. But I, I did uh, hold some books back at the comic shop. I didn't have time for him to price them, but uh, somebody brought in three thousand dollars worth of comics. And uh, he'll probably make 
at least, I don't know, 500 selling a lot of the Star Wars books. But there was a lot of stuff. Um, mostly from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And I didn't have time to look at all of it. But there was Heroic Comics, which had the Champions role-playing game and Flair and a lot of other things. A lot of those are sold through Kickstarters nowadays. There was a Tigress and a couple others that I was interested in, and I just pulled them and said, I'm interested in these depending on what you price them. I only want to spend, like, no more than two bucks on those things um, because they're not really worth a lot and not anything I could get back in return. But uh, I do have an Aaron Myers. uh assortment of comics coming that I'll talk to you about. One of the big things that's in there is like a Hulk. I think it was 102 or and uh, there was a lot, but the one I recognize the most is I finally got even though it's like a fifth printing or fourth printing uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 1. That was one that I was missing, so I'm really close to completing volume 1. I have a lot of volume two, um, but there's some hard to find books and and some of that stuff because some of it even sold through mail order. So it's like those ones I probably won't get. I know my co-host Bill Bomer has has one or two of those that he actually because he was more of a Ninja Turtle fans back back when. Like I didn't even get into Ninja Turtle height. There's two there's two properties that I didn't get into until like IDW. One was G.I. Joe. Now I have close to a full collection of G.I. Joe. Thanks to my brother for a lot of it because he gave me most of his collection. And then TMNT I just like randomly built up um, over time. And uh a lot of purchases from Aaron Myers actually helped me get where where I am today with my TNMT collection. And even when the movies came out, I like had no desire. I, I just wasn't those like silly animals uh, at the time. I just wanted standard superhero fare. And uh, now... I just want to consume as much as I possibly can uh, of, of everything. But uh, I am cutting back a lot. Like uh, I dropped my DCBS order to $500. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, we're talking about a cutback of 1000 uh, So, yeah, I am making cuts. And, and some of them are harder than others. Like I get itchy when I talk about some of the Marvel ones I've given up and the epic collections that I see now that I'm not getting them anymore. Even though uh, I I don't have time to read them all. <laughs> but uh, it was nice while it lasted and I had a, a I have a great run of epic collections. And uh, I guess the strategy going forward is when I get time to read them as I read them I'll sell them. And uh, the other thing that <clears throat> has been talked about a lot on podcasts, but uh, 
is misinformation about like comicsology going away. I don't think it's going away. I think it's being rebranded, and I don't think you're gonna lose your comics like the ones that you've loaded and or bought. I think you're gonna be fine, and you can still buy comics. I've done it because I just recently bought uh the Black Flamingo issue, the Sins of the Black Flamingo, because I missed issue four, and I didn't want to go purchase it so i just said i get the digital copy so i could finish the story but uh that's what what's what's going down i have i have a few questions to go over i one one thing i want to comment about that i'm kind of disappointed in is every week every week i i like or every other week i post a dc survey and i can't for the life of me I have like 2100 followers. I cannot get 50 people to fucking vote. It's incredible. And then Rob has a a survey about Dazzler and She-Hulk and he gets to like over 100. I just don't know why I can't get 50. I I've tried on these surveys to to do that and I've achieved um let, I'm usually in the 36 range, sometimes below that, and it's it's very disappointing how I can't get 50 votes with all the followers I have. I think I'm gonna have to start putting the survey on Facebook too to see if I can make up. I'm four four votes short of 50 this week. I came so close, and it's not like I. I retweet it and retweet it and say please vote and I still can't get that number. Now there's six hours left on this uh, voting and um, right now I still have 46. I've been stuck at 46. And I, I just asked that somebody pick a DC book for us to cover and one of them is DC Comics War Heroes uh, which are you know teaming up with Sergeant Rock Unknown Soldier Blackhawk and then uh, Savage Things which is a, a DC Vertigo title and Detective Comics 683 684 that is a uh, Penguin story in those two issues and Wasteland was a John Ostrander Del Close weird Vertigo title before there was a Vertigo, but uh, number three and four. Right now, Detective Comics is winning, which is very unusual because Batman never usually wins. But I am there's five hours left, and I'm not going to get my 50 votes. So, uh, and now I'm just going to undo tweet and retweet it and see if I can get one more it's it's like it's not gonna happen i can't get the 50 votes it's very frustrating other people don't have trouble i don't know if people block me out because i i I do post some of the sexy women sometimes uh but i i try not to post at least i've done really good not posting any nude photos but they're usually black and white photos of you know marilyn monroe or some of my favorite women but uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. But uh, we'll go to bookmarks. And uh, I think 
the last time we recorded, I went through Ross Mashad's last question about Three's Company. So I can uh, remove that. Remove bookmarks. I got to clean these up. I got some sinus problems, so you're going to have to bear with me, unfortunately. <clears throat> it's like I went to the shop today and I got the sniffles or something. I did go to the storage unit too to get a couple of uh, boxes. That one I want to keep because I want to look at lunch money comics and see if that's uh, interesting. So let's... Uh, Considering the success, this is from Kirk, um, the guy who podcasts with me. He's a lover of all war comics, uh, obscure comics, too. He's got quite the collection. I would love to go through it and, and see what, what, what all he has. <clears throat> At least inventory it. He doesn't inventory it, but I, he's got extensive collection. Considering the success of James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy, who are some obscure DC characters you hope he uses in the new DC Cinematic Universe? I think he would do wonders with Angel and the Ape, uh, a DC property. I, I think that would be a good one. And I'd also like to see Stanley and his monster... Uh, I think that would be an interesting one. Um, I think the Creature Commandos is a good choice that he's doing, but I'd rather have it live action than animated. So uh, I would like to see like a villain movie with the rogues. I, I think with the success of the Joker and depending on how it's it's promoted I really think the Flash Rogues could do a great movie um, in other words focus on the Rogues but maybe have flashes just like a he's in the background but a Captain Cold a Heat Wave Captain Boomerang uh, the Top, uh, Rainbow Raider, um, the Weather Wizard, uh, Golden Glider. Um, there's so many that Reverse Flash. He's not really a rogue. He's a he's on his own. Um, yeah, there's a lot. You can even throw in Girder. <laughs> there, there's like a new set of rogues. When uh, Jeff Johns came, that you know he added to oh Trickster. Let's not forget him. Pied Piper, that would be a, a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> it's probably the last movie that I was like floored with um, in terms of being this project that just blew me away and. I, I've seen it so many times. It was the Joker. I, I I was flabbergasted. It 
it it uh passed my all-time favorite superhero movie uh uh, the Rocketeer, just because of the acting, it was just phenomenal. I love the Joker. So that would be one that I'd I'd love to see. I'm very looking forward to the Joker too, um, which is not really in its in the gun universe, uh, and I think the Batman's gonna stay in his own universe. You know, there wasn't any discussion about the Batman, the Matt Reeves stuff. I think it's gonna stay in there. <coughs> So I think like his announcement was totally focused on um, the DCU as a continuity going forward. Um, I, I think there's going to be standalone projects uh, that go along. I would like to see a third Shazam movie with uh, the Monsters of Evil, you know, the Monster Society of Evil. I really would, especially because they introduced uh, Mr. Mind and and we have a Black Adam. I I would like that a lot because I I just I like that property just in general quite a bit. I'm looking forward to the new Shazam movie. Any others? Since they're doing a. Uh, Oh, they are doing a Booster Gold TV show. I don't remember if it's a TV show or a movie. They're doing a Blue Beetle they announced, which we already knew about prior to Gunn's um, announcements. Yeah, I, they're, they're, I, I would go with those, uh, especially Angel and the Ape. I think it would be a Metamorpho one would be awesome. I would like a Metamorpho or a live-action Black Lightning in the 70s. I think it would be so cool. I don't want a contemporary Black Lightning. Um, I think I think that would be what I would go with. Just a handful of things. Hero, Young Heroes in Love would be interesting as a TV show. That was a fun property. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that, that would be good enough for me. I would like to see villain-themed TV shows like The Joker. Just set kind of like One Bad Day or, you know, the the comic books, you know, just set in their own continuity. I think it'd be so much fun. Sometimes I think continuity just destroys stuff. I, I love continuity in comics, but in terms of movies, I I think it just takes away a lot of the flexibility and the things you can do. And I, I like my comic movies not to mimic the comics. That's weird, but I like it to be something different different i've already read the comic i don't need to see it on the big screen i'd rather see the character on the big screen in a different story <clears throat> so that was one question and that was a good one kirk and timely if bruce wayne bought twitter would he do it differently i don't know if he has time for that 
because <clears throat> Bruce Wayne doesn't even participate in his own company, let alone like hit Bruce Wayne's identity is is mostly Batman. Like he he really doesn't know how to be Bruce Wayne. Um, and when he's Bruce Wayne, it's almost like Bruce Wayne is the character actor. Like he's not becoming Batman. It's Batman becoming Bruce Wayne. It's the other way. So yeah, I don't, I can't see him caring about something like Twitter. I, I do think if he owned it, I do think if he owned it, he would uh, use it for crime parsing through AI. <clears throat> because you, you know a lot of murders and, and crimes uh, have been solved through social media and stuff like that. And I think he could use it to proactively combat crime. That's, that's, that's my answer. So if he did procure it, he would use it and I think he would open it up to everyone because then he could capture all the uh, criminals <laughs> and idiots. So, yeah, that's a good question, too. Uh, Kirk's next, next one says, As a kid, did you ever think there would be a certain price point that was just too much for a comic? I often think my father telling me no comic was worth a dollar and then I picked up DC a dollar giant as my uh, treat. It took me years to find that comic again. <clears throat> no, I haven't really thought about it. And when people gripe, I, I'd rather comics be cheaper, but I get, I get with the number that's sold that it's sort of in order to be profitable, it has to be a certain price point. I do think it's getting out of control with $4.99 and $5.99 uh, price points. I, I really do. And um, Kickstarters are starting to uh, weigh on me in terms of uh, cost per page. It, it's, it's pretty damn expensive. And uh, I have cut back a lot, even though it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it at all yet. But I would like things to state at two ninety nine, like uh Todd McFarlane's spawn comics are two ninety nine. The only other comic I get that's two ninety nine is Archie. Every month they have a uh, standalone that has reprint material and new content for two ninety nine. And then there's a $1.99 comic about Vampire Gang uh, by Mark Millar on, uh, from Image Comics. But those are the only ones that are like at a price point that I, I like. Now, would a lower price point cause me to buy no, more now? Nah, not, not really. <clears throat> because now the issue isn't cost. It's, the issue is space. And it's me getting older and not being able to lift stuff. That it's more of a physical thing now than than it is a uh, you know dollar thing. So that one I will remove. I'll uh, get to his next one, uh, which says I think there was a cartoon 
I want to say it was packaged with another arcade game based on the show. Uh, oh, this was a, this was not a question. This was a, a comment by a discussion that we had based on Dragon's Lair. <clears throat> so on Twitter, I post like a daily comic book, you know, a picture, and I posted Dragon's Lair. And uh, Kirk was just replying that there was a cartoon on the Saturday Supercade, or was it something else? And yeah, there was a cartoon of uh, of Dragon's Lair. Don't think it was part of that uh, part of that property. So that one I'll unbookmark. And the next one. Kirk asks, is what comics did you decide uh, to wait on years ago that now haunt you? Uh, like he says, long ago I decided I couldn't pay $100 for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle numbers one, and now he regrets it now. Well, I, I am picking up a uh, TMNNT fourth print number one, or I think it's fourth or fifth print. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot. Um, <clears throat> I really wish I would have bought um, the only New Mutants comic I'm missing from my collection is New Mutants 98. I, I really wish I'd have bought that. It, that's still affordable, though. At least to me, it is. Um, I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because I'm like Squirrel on other things. Um, Yeah, there, there's a lot. I, I, I wish I would have um, bought the early Flashes a lot earlier and the early Green Lanterns, like Green Lantern number one. I, I think I'm missing like Green Lantern one through five, and if, I, I wish I would have bought those. I, I had a shot at one, two, and three um, from my LCS, but they were really high, and they were all and, – and I was like really contemplating. I was like, let me go call – barb and tell her i want to spend this much money on it and then i went back like the next day and somebody that was working at the radio shack when there were the radio shack was still around bought those green lanterns so yeah i i missed out on that <clears throat> and there's just uh some in general that i would like to feel i did feel like it would t be a hard time getting my silver surfers but i i did manage to get the ones that were you know four and five and the mephisto and so um i i still am getting stuff in in terms of i yes i'd rather have paid less but I, I did do a good job in my college years, you know, buying all the Jack Kirby issues, buying early issues. I, I went on a tear buying first appearances in Batman, first appearances, like, just in general. And I obtained a lot that I saved a lot of money on because they weren't that much money back in, you know, 92. Um, at least they, they were probably more than a lot for a lot of people but back then they were dirt cheap compared to what their value is today
So I'll remove that one. He then has a comment. This is more of a comment than a question. But will you put in a good word on Heroes Online to bring back G.I. Joe team of Larry Hama, Ron Joseph, uh, Shannon Gallant, Brian Shearer, uh, back to Heroes Con. Rod Wingman would be an awesome addition too. Um, of that group there, I would uh, really like Shannon Gallant. I love talking to Shannon. Uh, me and him have a lot in common, and I have a lot of commissions from him. But uh, he of, of of that the ones you mentioned, Shannon's my guy because I just uh, I adore his work and I love talking to him. And I like how he sketches stuff and sells them for cheap, like cheap sketches that you can just buy. I bought like an Atari Force uh, setting from him. But I have a lot of customized, and he puts like a, he's got a sense of humor too. Like uh, he's put a lot of humor into some of my drawings and I appreciate that. I really would love, because we both appreciate the same time period in terms of TV, I really want a commission of <clears throat> Charlie's Angels with um, Linda Carter Wonder Woman, with, Bi Lin um, with Bionic Woman, uh, Lindsay Wagner, and Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers, all the women that were so important my action movies and uh, TV for that time period I I would love to have something and even get like Andromeda from Battlestar Galactica or something like that just to uh, round out um, the female action uh, heroes for me uh, from TV I, I would love to do that but um Hope that answers your question on that, and I'm going to save some for next time. Got to save some for next time. Because I can't get 50 votes, but sometimes I could get Kirk to send me 50 questions. But uh, and Kirk and Dallow are very, very good. Matter of fact, I'll take care of one of Dallow's Um he said, uh, question for Mike's weekly reads. And he said, uh, here's the Rob Liefeld cover from Bad Idea. Thoughts? Uh, it looks like a Harbinger cover. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Um, their hero... The characters in that book, you know, in, in Bad Idea books aren't really, like, they don't lend themselves to being depicted really awesomely. So, yeah, it's just a guy sitting there with, it looks like a match in his hand. And wearing a jacket. And he's got, his pants are a little too tight because in the crotch area he could, uh, he's got a little, like, crotch lines that are, Hey, I might have gotten these uh, Jordash jeans a little too tight or something like that. But in terms of how he 
drew the background and the foreground and everything. I, I think it's it's fine. If you're a Liefeld fan, it, it looks Liefeld. Uh, whether you like him or not, uh, he does have a distinctive style that's really easy to pick out, which I appreciate. I am a Liefeld fan. Uh, I don't always approve of or agree with him, but he... He he's a very passionate individual about comic books, and, and I I like that. So yeah, I, I I like this. Would I choose it to be uh <clears throat> the cover that I would get from this kick? I I got this Kickstarter, but um if I this was before Bad Idea just pissed me off to no end. If I could go back in time, I wouldn't have supported the Kickstarter, and I definitely didn't support this cover. Would I like to have it? Yeah, because I'm almost like a Liefeld, McFarlane, Eric Larson completist, you know? So, But uh, I'm not that desperate. Uh, you get into a bad idea, and I just get angry. <laughs> So, uh, hope that answers your question, Dalla. I hope you're still enjoying them. I think they're ridiculous the way they manage that company. It's very infuriating from just a collector. So I think I need to gather my thoughts on what I read, and I'll be back in a few. Talk to you in a bit. All right, we're back. And uh, this was getting close to the holidays, so there was a lot read in at least one of the weeks, and then one was pretty average going into the Christmas break. Um <clears throat> But this was from December 19th through December 25th. We'll start at the bottom with what we watched. Uh, Yellowstone, 5 out of 5. We're all caught up. Good Doctor, 4 out of 5. And then we get into the comics. There were 25 comics read that week. 2 Scout, 2 Marvel, 6 Kickstarter, 1 Humanoids, 13 DC, and 1 Dark Horse. So we'll start at the bottom with the 3 out of 5s. There were quite a few 3 out of 5s, a little abnormal. Usually the bulk of the books are in the 4 out of 5s. There's still the bulk of the books are in the 4 out of 5s, but let's go there. We had uh, Triskel, number 1. This is a fantasy type where a boy and his friend are on a journey of some sort. Really didn't explain a lot. Didn't get into the characters or their fathers or... It it didn't hit hit me, uh, and I didn't like it as much as I could have. It was all right. It was artistically good. It was a good toward story. It didn't really click for me, but I give it a three out of five, meaning I didn't hate it. I didn't uh, not like it. I I thought it was just there. Um, if I can go back in time. This number one, I would have probably just said, I, I'm not going to do I have a whole bunch of these to read, too. Like, I think there's like five issues. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that that's one that I might have passed on. 
Shazam's lightning strikes. I think I, this doesn't exist in physical, to my knowledge. This was based on the movie Shazam characters and was like digital only. And uh, there were just dis digital stories of the Shazam characters, the movie versions. Uh, we got a Kickstarter, Midnight Highway, um, number one and two. It's a guy uh, is led into a nightmare after he drops off his girlfriend. I rated this a three out of five, but I will say as I read on to this thing, it was building a world that I was liking, and I started liking it more. And by three, I think I gave it a four out of five. So, um, if I if I if a Kickstarter if Bad Bug continues to publish this, I will buy it. Um, if there's a Midnight Highway number five, I I will probably buy it. Ninja Bimbos versus Zombies number two. This is a, a stripper team loses one of their own to the zombies, and it looks like they're going to be trained by a ninja to fight these zombies. Uh, B-film type comic book. Uh, exactly what I expected. I liked it. I enjoyed myself. I don't know if I will continue kickstarting this, this book. It just depends on how the month goes and what the deal is. Uh, the last one that's a 3 out of 5 is Dark Web X-Men, uh, New York Attacked by Demons. I thought I covered this already. That's an interesting one. But anyway, it's Dark Web, X-Men, uh, New York's Attacked by Demons, Cyclops, Havoc, and Jean Grey go into limbo to try to stop Madeline. They are defeated. Meanwhile, Spider-Man, Iceman, and Firestorm, so Spider-Man and his amazing friends... Work to stop the demons that are in New York. We then get into the four out of fives. We have flesh-eating cheerleaders, holiday special number one. The cheerleaders lead Santa into a strip sh show. At, at like he comes down the chimney and then these girls give him a strip show, while one of the girls infects his gifts that are on top that he, you know he's parked on top of the roof. And uh, she basically infects his bag of goodies that he's going to deliver these kids with those little parasitical worms that will cause a spread. So uh, we'll see how that, that probably is not a continuation. It's just like, here's a Christmas story and it probably doesn't end well. Uh, Wonder Girl 1 through 7. I wonder if I took total credit on the DC. I'm beginning to wonder. Hold on a second. We have seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, I think I did too much. Wait, one, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Where's the other two coming from? Oh, okay, that it was thirteen. But uh, Wonder Girl one through seven. Um, this actually led into the uh, Amazon's uh, event, which I really liked. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next week. But Wonder Girl 1 through 7, all of the Amazons and gods are after Yara Floor. 
And she gains mysterious powers when she goes to Brazil. She actually becomes Wonder Woman. She didn't have them before. Uh, right now, uh, Eros brought her to Hera. And Casey and Artemis are after her along with the Amazons. It leads to Yara Flor being offered to leave with the gods. And she refuses, but is rescued by her Amazon tribe, which leads into Trial of the Amazons. And that is a really good series, but I gave Wonder Girl a 4 out of 5. I thought it was artistically nice, and the story was really sound. I, I became invested in the new character. Lash Lightning, this is a Kickstarter. Lightning Girl is captured, by, captured and Lash has to rescue her. Not a big plot there, but it's done in like a Bronze Age style, which made this Kickstarter a lot of fun. Uh, we have Wildstar... Wildstorm 30th Anniversary, it's an anthology of Wildstorm characters. Biggest one was Bones uh, taking over the Justice League satellite and forming his own team. And Deathblow moving into the other bodies and is now in a woman's body. We have Amazing Spider-Man number 15. Venom and Chasm go after Spider-Man in New York City as Green Goblin unleashes demons everywhere. Pandora's Eyes was a hardcover from uh, Humanoids. Is a Mila Minara tells a story about a daughter brought back in to meet her father, who's a gangster. And there's various agents that are setting up the father that they actually forced her to be introduced into her real father because they're actually trying to set up her so they can bring in the father. But it's a really good beautifully drawn book it's the hardcover is pretty god it's it's almost like eight and a half by 11 it's a big book it's not quite eight and a half on 11 but like 10 by seven or maybe eight it's pretty big um we have wildcats 1999 uh number one the team is disbanded and grifter is looking to steal money from an arms deal and finds out Spartan is involved, he gets caught up in helping Spartan and looks to be reunited with him and Marlowe. We have Aliens Earth War number one. It's a one-shot by Byrne where a ship is found on Earth and a couple takes an alien with a facehugger to a doctor. The alien causes an outbreak and the doctor tries to take his family out of town and ends up fighting the aliens with the motorcycle gang. His name is Ripley. So you, you get the last name there. Um, fun, and especially if you like John Burns' art, you will really dig this story from Dark Horse. It's uh, about a 64-page comic, if I remember correctly. Definitely 44 pages, uh, if not more. Um, it's square-bound, uh, like graphic novel-type uh, book. Got Vampire Asylum. This is a Kickstarter number one. Uh, it's a four out of five as well. We got a doctor accidentally kills an asylum patient. Is now in an, another asylum because of that incident, which appears to have vampires there. I've already got issue two of this. I'll probably read it after I'm done with this podcast before Barb comes home and brings some Popeyes for dinner. I like the spicy chicken sandwich, if you were wondering, and the Cajun fries. If they don't have Cajun fries, I like to get uh, red red beans and rice. 
the next four out of five is Wildcats 1 through 2. This is the new series. The team is uh, trying to track down scientists to help defeat the Daemonites. Grifter, Deathblow, Zealot, Void, and Fairchild. Grifter, Zealot, uh, barely escape. Uh, sorry, Grifter, Zealot, and Fairchild barely escape, and Grifter is then in the hospital. Later, him and Voodoo go to Marlowe, who is about to be assassinated but is saved. And we have the new Seven Soldiers of Victory. I really like this. Now, I do have some friends that, that this didn't work for, saying it's not the Wildcats. I felt it was. I felt it was an extension of what they did with the Grifter leading into this series and Urban Legends and stuff. And I thought it was pretty, pretty damn good. I rated it the top 4 out of 5 book. So the four out of fives, uh, just summarized, started with Flesh Eating Cheerleaders Holiday Special and ended with the current version of Wildcats 1 and 2, even though there was another Wildcats 2nd Edition in 1999 that uh, I read in that batch of four out of fives. The five out of five was She Bites. Uh, the premise is simple. The execution was wonderful. I, it, it was like the perfect comic book. Uh, but the premise is uh, about um, our two characters invade a shopping mall um, and they run into a babysitter nemesis. So She Bites is about a, a girl. I would say she's about six or seven and she's an immortal vampire. She's been around for a very long time and she hires herself a babysitter to take care of her. And in this one, they invade a mall. It's, oh God, it's really beautiful piece of, of work. I'd highly recommend it to anybody just to read just a perfect comic. It's just fantastic. <clears throat> Artistically, it, it does what it sets out to do very, very well. I, I do think if you are grading it, you have to grade it based on what it is, but you have to like it in order for it to be a four out of five for you. But for me, it was, it was perfect. Um, we then get into the week of December 26th through the 1st of January. And this is a long haul of comics here, but uh, the movies watched that were a three out of fives were Canyonlands. I wanted to like this one more than I did, but it got into the supernatural and it kind of took me out, but it, it's about these five people that win a contest to go on a canyon trip, uh, white water rafting in the desert. And uh, their usual camp uh, guy that does it can't do it. So there's a female there that that, that has to do it. And uh, she's Native American and she's sort of haunted by the past with what happened to her ancestors and that's where it gets supernatural because there was a slaughter by a white group of coal miners if you will that slaughtered these Native Americans and she's supposed to seek justice but in the process of it they slaughter all of the people that won the contest um, and one of them turns out to be the ancestor of the coal miner so you can see how that goes we had Death Hunt. Uh, this was another kind of like um, 
vengeful female losing her male companion and hunting down the kind of falls into the movies that I like to watch. Um, just a vengeful female that's mistreated that goes back and kills all of the people that treated her uh, bad and almost killed her. Um, the four out of fives were Black Summer. Uh, this is the second season of Black Summer I watched. I finally got back into it on Netflix and I really liked it. And The Hike, uh, this was um, a f five girls, I believe, that go hiking in the wilderness. Um, and they run into a bunch of guys. And it turns out that they're sort of killers, that they've been killing people and people have been missing on these hikes. And uh, you have to watch it to see what happens, but it was pretty interesting. I think that was on Netflix as well. It, it was subtitled. Um, the comics read that week, there are a total of 51. That was pretty good. I wish I did more like that week. Uh, we had two Zenoscope. It started me on a Zenoscope path, and I'm really happy because I've been reading a lot of Zenoscope on Comixology. I really encourage you to join me. Uh, I, I started with the Alice in Wonderland not realizing that I was sort of starting in the second season, but I continued from that point on. And now I'm into the Wonderland uh, ongoing omnibus that they have posted. <clears throat> but we had that. We had one Whatnot, one Viz, one Marvel, five Kickstarter, uh, 22 Dynamite, eight DC, one Dark Horse, one Comixology, two Boom, and uh, seven Antarctic. We'll start with the three out of fives. We have Pray for the Sinner. I think this is probably the lowest rated counterpoint comic I did, but there was a, not a lot that happened. This is sort of like a nun in space that came from a prison arc. And Cynthia fights another soldier. A Snyder kills uh, the unstoppable alien that escaped from the prison. And then Cynthia and Snyder end up, uh, I don't know what I wrote, end up fighter. It, it just doesn't make any sense. I have to write these notes, and when they don't make any sense, because I don't remember everything. And if it's a 3 out of 5, the chances of it me remember it are slimmer than if it's a 5 out of 5. Like a 5 out of 5, I can give you the details because I loved it. But a 3 out of 5 falls into that old man thing where, you know, ah. Uh, we have Angelica Reigns. Uh, Angelica is a magical user that inherited from her grandfather, but she also is a dark one in which a cult is after. The cult gets to her boyfriend's parents and slaughters them. This is a Evolution Kickstarter, and I don't know if they've already published this, but this is an older Evolution and uh, the only reason I got this one was it was, an, uh, uh, I guess, one of the add-ons to a, a kick on, Kickstarter. And I think he gave this one to me for free. But I would be interested to see how it continued if I can pick up future issues. But it is an older one. Leonidae, A Vampire Christmas for Crows. It shows her constant struggle with the priest only for them to find peace during Christmas time. That priest is like 
a dead priest that comes back to life to hunt her. He's got like a skull it is a head. Uh, it, it is a uh, Magnola property in the Magnola verse. And if you're into that, you probably like it a lot more than I did. There, I, I read two one-shots, and they were so similar that I decided not to get any more. Um, but it was well done. The art was nice. It fit the story pretty well. Um, if you're into Hellboy in that universe, you'll probably like it a lot more than I did. We have Manga Z number two. I, I never bought number one, and Bill bought number one. And we kind of reviewed it on Geek Brunch. And I've added this to my poll. Just like with Planet Comics and Horror Comics and Exciting Comics, this has turned out to be a total winner in my book. And I, I really like it as a comic book. Uh, so I, I've added it to my poll, even though I'd have to buy like five or six issues to catch up. So... I probably just jump on like I started ordering it two months ago, which will start coming in, and I'll just take off from there, and hopefully I'll be able to pick up. Uh, X Men Red number six, Magneto and Storm unite to get to take back a kilo, and uh, the last three out of five was Grim Fairy Tales, Alice in Wonderland one through two. These are grown on me a lot more. A matter of fact, that Alice in Wonderland was the worst of the bunch. And then once I got past that, I was like, I'm hooked. I'm hooked into this property. This is, shows Alice as a little girl. What, what you'll learn is that Alice, I don't, I don't know how she died, but Alice has a daughter, Kaylee. And I, I didn't realize that Kaylee, if you, if you mixed up the words of Alice, you can get Kaylee. <laughs> It's just weird, uh, but Kaylee is her daughter, and then Kaylee has a daughter that is named Violet, and this all continues if you read the continuity of this. It, it gets pretty deep, but anyway, uh, this is Alice's little girl is trapped in Wonderland by the Jabberwocky. Um, this is an important series in setting up the future issues because... In this issue, the Jabberwocky was a big, the Jabberwocky and Cheshire Cat were a big part, and based on the outcome of this series, uh, they're sort of not. So uh, the change of command happens in this uh, with the Queen of Hearts as well. Uh, she escapes and tries to get back to her world with the help of the rabbit, but runs into obstacles as a grown woman. We then get into the four out of fives. The bottom one was Gargoyles number one from Dynamite Comics, the detective, and her re relationship with the with the lead gargoyle. It's a good good one to introduce uh, non-familiar readers to the franchise because I didn't watch the cartoon, so I, I thought it did a good job. I am gonna stay with it for the time being, and, and follow this. Uh, I did buy the facsimile of gargoyles that was done at marvel through dynamite um which uh, has amanda connor art so we'll see how that that uh, turns out we have uh, red sonia black white and red this is just short anthologies of red sonia with great art uh, it's a lot of fun if you're a fan of red sonia 
we have Black Bishop. This is Black Bishop infiltrates a secret organization but is uncovered by one of her competitors who, who knows who she is. A woman with no memory is hunted down by two aliens with powers. That's Evolution as a Kickstarter. So uh, I keep getting calls with potential spam, so I'm hanging up on that one too. I haven't got those in quite a while. And today I got two of them, and I just hang up on them. I have my ringer on because if Barb calls, I need to get it. Um, and sometimes when I get into these podcasts, I lose track of time. And if, it, if I have it on buzz, I won't get it. And then she'll call and say, well, what the hell? So uh, it's on. Uh, we have unprepped. Uh, this is from Antarctic. A friend and the family are preparing for, preparing for the end of days, like at a barbecue. And then the end of days actually happen, and the friends think he is crazy. But by the end of days happen, and uh, now they're seeking him out for help. So uh, it was interesting. It's a, I think it's a Chuck Dixon book, if I remember correctly. We have uh, Midnight Highway number three. I, you can see I jumped this one into four out of five. Uh, still trying to get back to his girlfriend. Um, our hero has to fight three vampire Cub Scout masters and manages to kill one of them. He gets back into his car to listen to some midnight radio. It, this one had a lot of humor to it with the Cub Scout leaders. And uh, the book has an underlying humor to it. It's The art really fits the book. It, it's a pretty solid Kickstarter. Like I said, I, I'll, I'll continue with this one. I am... Um, <clears throat> buying a lot of Heartso comics still through Kickstarter. Uh, Evolution, I've sort of cut back. Um, but I am getting some Evolution to finish up some series. Uh, Counterpoint, I, I still like to get naughty and nice stuff. Um, the Nun stuff like uh, Sisterhood stuff. I, I'll get Nun books and Jungle Girls no matter who the publisher is. Bad Bug I like a lot. I, I really like their packaging. I like their logos. I like their art. I like their cover art. I like their interiors. I like their pacing. I like their stories. So I'm a fan of Bad Bug. I'll, I will continue with their stories. And I, I get risky with some of those Bad Bug. I'm like, should I the new Kickstarter comes out. Like uh, there was one that just came out and I'm like, Oh, I haven't got the first one yet. And uh, I decided to get it. And then the first one arrives. So, you know, I can check it, but uh, I've been really happy with them as a company. Um, Astronaut down. This one grew on me. It used to be a three out of five. It's just a complex story. The astronauts aren't your typical space astronauts. It's like they sit down in this, technology that lets them move it through the multiverse and they don't often survive and they're sending astronauts into this other worlds because there's this like green slime plague and the city builds like this dome around the city to protect itself from this fungus that breaks through occasionally and kills a lot of people and the astronauts go into space to try to correct it in this one, the astronaut makes its way to another world, and he looked—he's looked upon as a hero and a celebrity. And the wife of that other world totally loves him, but he's like, 
in the other world, his wife wanted a divorce. So it's like a weird situation to get into. He finds out at the end that they may be able to save his world from that virus. I just recently wrapped up number five. So I was kind of concerned that Aftershocks would not come out with the last issue because of the situation with bankruptcy, but they did. So um, I was able to finish that one. Sister Mercy, probably one of my favorite constant Kickstarters. This was number six. The Black Priest makes his lo uh, young lover again with virgin blood. Mercy kills the wife. And the Black Priest, as she seeks revenge for the death of her mother. It, this post-apocalyptic world is, is a brutal world. Uh, it's so well drawn. This is one Kickstarter where I actually won something. I actually won an actual page of comic book art, which is pretty nice. This one's Canadian. Uh, sometimes I pay a little more for shipping, but it, it falls into the nun slash jungle girl thing. And I always will get that. So did Sister Mercy, even though it's more of a space drama. She does look like a nun. We have Chainsaw Man Volume 5. Really like this one. I'm, I'm up, up and down on this series, to tell you the truth. The main char character keeps falling for his boss, but then meets another woman from a coffee shop, and his emotions are all twisted. Uh, he does fight another gangster demon of uh, swords, but the chainsaw prevails. So uh, I, I like that issue quite a bit because it got down to a relationship for him. I like the personal moments more than the actual scenes in Chainsaw Man. Um, we got Alpha Betas number two. This, this series is really surprisingly good. But the team uh, joins the government to take down one undefeatable foe that is destroying gaming. They are recruited at the end to work for the government. This is a series that <clears throat> totally is not on my wheelhouse. But the way it was written by Kyle Starks, <coughs> totally accessible and very fun to read. Even the artistic style of art was a little, uh, I think, barrier I had to overcome, but it fit the story so well. We have uh, Canary number four. This is a, a Scott Snyder, uh, Dan Panosian Western, uh, supernatural Western, I, I would say, from Comixology. And uh, the team discovers a hidden room and a cult of excavators before the hotel they are searching for catches fire. Meanwhile, one of the miners comes back up, but looks to have mutated because of the radiation poisoning. That's a, a really interesting uh, take on this, is there's a lot of people losing their minds, and they think it's because they were exposed to massive amounts of uranium in the mine as they were digging for gold and other uh, stuff, you know. Um... He bites his wife as the town prematurely celebrates his return. Uh, we have Invincible Red Sonia 1 through 8. This was really good. I, I highly recommend this one. 
Uh, Red Sonia seeks uh, uh, the employ of a princess so she can get married with a traditional crown. Um, the sorcerer's son steals the crown and a bounty is placed on whoever finds the thief. Red Sonia brings him back brings back beheaded and the sorcerer makes her invincible to serve his every whim. The sorcerer ends up killing himself and it looks like the invin invincible spell is uh, broken. Sonia and her angel friend protect the hares to the throne. We have Draculina 1 through 6. This Christopher Priest book is uh, highly addictive. I, I really like this one and I'm very excited for uh, Draculina Volume 2. Uh, really excited for it. A, a, a little girl is found by a detective and she claims to have a candle that, if lit, can switch bodies with Draculina. Draculina is currently running a company and killing many people. Belial is a, in a past with the girl and Draculina. The little version of Draculina has to try and save. Belial from being killed by Draculina. She has to light a candle to heal herself when she is shot. Uh, she does manage to save Belial and her and Draculina are now working together and I think that leads us into volume two which I, I can't wait. Also the way he opens the scenes with talking about San Francisco is very unique. I had to even do some research on what he was complaining about but a lot of the truths are are the like the living situation in san francisco really interesting uh panther number two and three a really good series unfortunately it's not selling well a matter of fact i thought they were going to cancel this one short because the numbers were so low but this is by far the best panther that that has come from dynamite and artistically really sound the Egyptian god is captured by the spider aliens, so the spider aliens are attacking the gods. That's the premise of this book. And uh, Pantha is recruited by the gods to help protect them because she can save them. Um, the one god and Pantha kill one of the spider aliens and then are joined by Set. That's the god Set. Set betrays Pantha and wants to extract the panther from her Pantha escapes as the spider spider aliens attack set. Some mi minor gods do come to the rescue, though. We have Trial of the Amazons one through two, Nubia and the Amazons number six, Wonder Woman seven eighty five through seven eighty six, Trial of the Amazons Wonder Girl one through two, and Artemis Wanted. Uh, this is a really good event. The doorway of the Doom Hat is protected by the Amazons. Um, is breaking. Um, and an evil is manipulating the Amazon tribes to fight one another. They must select a champion. Uh, Wonder Girl of the Esculidas. That's like a Brazil faction of the Amazons. Donna Troy of the Bana Migdal. Um, one of the members of the Bana Migdal is Artemis, so you'll know that faction. And Philippus uh, for the Thermoscarians and Diana for all the Amazons. She's fighting essentially for all of them. 
whereas each one of those is doing the factions. Hippolyta is murdered by poison, and Cassie finds uh, out Artemis. It is Artemis because Hippolyta told her to do it, to told her to poison her, to actually reunite the Amazons, but Artemis doesn't tell anybody. And Cassie serves as a detective for this mystery as the event goes on. Artemis is on the run, uh, but does not admit to why she did it. But an angelic Hippolyta comes down and explains why to Cassie and Donna Troy. And they tell the Faruka and the the Bana Magdal, and she is sort of rewarded, Artemis is. I cannot pronounce any of those names, so for you know, forgive me. We have uh, Lord of the Jungle 1 and 2. This is the new Dynamite series. I really liked it. Artistically, it's brilliant. It, it looks very much like a Kubert, Busama, Tarzan. It looks great. And uh, this is just a standard retelling of his classic tale of Lord Greystoke as he goes back to the jungle. We have Specs 1 and 2 from Boom Studios. Two st- teenagers run into Specs in a comic book that can grant their wishes, which leads to the disappearance of a bully that's always picked on one of these kids. That kid is is gay, but his best friend doesn't know it. Um, And he actually loves his best friend. Uh, What else is it? And the, the friend is actually the target for the murder. So they sort of wish him away, and then he's vanishing. And then his best friend becomes the primary suspect in the murder, even though they, they, they are responsible for him being gone. So uh, Specs was really enjoyable. The 5 out of 5 was Offworld 3 through 7 from Antarctic Press. We have Interstellar Dust. The ship carrying the prisoners is in trouble, and the crew and the three allies who have to team up and fight the main prisoner. The captain still insists on taking the prisoners back to prison uh, that helped actually give them reduced sentences because they helped. Uh, But instead of letting them go, she's like, nope, you're going back to prison. Uh, Hazel has to work with uh, her own team to take down the terrorists who is after the detonators. And Hazel is sort of like the anti-team member of this team, so... She's trying to own up and, and actually work with her team to, to take back this this terrorist that's underground that is um, trying to steal detonators to destroy stuff. So uh, again, uh, that was uh, through the 1st of January. The 5 out of 5s were She Bites number 2 from Scout Comics. And from Antarctic, Offworld 3 through 7. So I want to thank you for joining me. You can always tweet me questions, and they will go into my bookmarks. So I have things to discuss for the episodes. You are the reason, part of the reason this show exists. So keep sending questions. It, it shows me you're interested. And um, I will keep doing them. Uh, so send me questions at any time. I will answer them. As soon as I get the question, I bookmark it and I save it for an episode. 
and uh, try to participate in my DC uh, surveys and retweet them and do what you can to help me get to 50 votes on every survey. Every two weeks I put out a new survey for what Kyle and I will read off the app. Um, we use the app because we both have it and we can both take an old issue and, and, and read it or reread it. Most of the time, almost 100% of the time, I own the physical copies, but I do reread the stories digitally. So, um, yeah, if you could help me out with that, help me spread the word on getting those surveys through, I, I'd really help. I'd really help me get to 50 votes. I, I just think 50 is like a, a good round number of people actually voting for a choice, you know. So um, I'll settle for my 36 and 32, but, man, I'd sure like to hit that 50 on a regular basis. So if you can help me do that, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. You could send me uh, tweets at Mike Myers Brunch. That's the best way to contact me. Or if you want to send me email, I will get back to you. Maybe not as fast. My name is Mike at comicbooknoise.com. You can send me email there. And you can find this podcast at geekbrunchpodcast.com. And uh, you can also go to Facebook. Uh, there are a few people that follow the threads there. Um, I do see your comments from time to time, and I do see that you like the episodes, which I I, I notice. Uh, it makes me happy to even see you click the like button. So uh, keep doing that and uh, following the episode threads there. And you can follow all my other podcasts. Mike M's Weekly Reads is this one, Geek Brunch, Geek Brunch Retrocast, and DC Spotlight. That's primary of my uh, podcast that I'm doing. So you guys take care, and I will be back in probably two weeks to talk about another Mike M's Weekly Reads. Uh, Instead of this being weekly, I've sort of been doing it every other week. And sometimes if I have enough energy, I will cover three weeks to like move me forward in time instead of always be where I'm at, which is probably a month behind in my uh, reading materials that I've uh, archived. So again, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.